Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, you snooze, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. This league uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This League Uncut. Recording on a Sunday night, but you guys will be getting this on Monday. Incredible run of games. Really, since we came back out of the All-Star break, which has been wonderful because we had all the angst, all the frustration about how unwatchable the All-Star game was. And it has just been one wild show after another here. Since the season restarted Thursday night, we had the incredible Kings Clippers double overtime, 176 to 175. And then we had... The Philly-Boston game where Jason Tatum makes the go-ahead shot and Joel Embiid was just a hair late with what would have been the modern-day answer to the Jerry West shot from the 1970 finals. Now, obviously, this was just a regular season game, but same kind of 60-, 70-foot heave from Joel Embiid. Just a, sh- just a hair too late. That would have been insane for that to drop. The Lakers on Sunday come back from 27 down to win in Dallas and send the Mavericks into disarray. Biggest comeback of the season. I think teams were 138 and 0 this season when holding a 27 point lead. Lakers come back out of nowhere and suddenly the Lakers are up to 11th. We're going to have to check the standings just as games wrap up tonight, but uh, you know, Lakers move up from 13th to 11th before the end of Sunday night play. And then Damian Lillard, his first game since appearing on this podcast. Take note, NBA players, if you want to come and talk to Chris Haynes and I, Damian Lillard, first game after his pod appearance with us. Now, that was also, of course, helped by the fact that the Blazers had an absolute nightmare travel day that forced Damian Lillard to not play the first game the Blazers were scheduled to play out of the break. But... Put all that, put all that fat, put all the facts aside. 
41 points in the first half for Damian Lillard, fresh off a podcast appearance with Chris Haynes. Would you, uh, would you, I mean, shouldn't our, shouldn't our phones be blowing up now? Shouldn't guys be wanting to come on here to talk and see if they can get captured, see if they can get some of that same magic. And as you just finished talking right there, Dame just hits another three. Look, (laughs) we're live. We're live podcasting right here, live play by play, but it's going to be late by time. Uh, this this pot drops in the morning. But Dame is up to 53 points right now after that three. He has 10 threes for the game. This is crazy. I'm live doing live play-by-play, but it's not going to be live play-by-play when this drops. So nope. whatever. What's crazy is I used to be so good at keeping track of the 50-point games, and I've actually lost. I got to uh, – I got to get on my game here and figure out where we are in terms of 50 point games now. Cause we, we've got to be well over 20 now. Yeah. It's been a barrage of those uh, from multiple players right now. You see the, I mean, golly, that Kings Clippers game. What was the score in that game? Double overtime. <laughs> 176 yeah. to 175. We got to give some love to the Kings. Cause you know, I have to be honest. I, I have expected them to slip I mean, I never expected them to finish third in the West this season or even be in the running for, for third in the West this season. But, you know, they here they are, and they've managed to, you know, keep it rolling. couple great wins coming out of the break. They've got a nice little cushion now of, you know, in the in the loss column. I mean, they they despite not making a move, you know, the Kings the Kings were not one of the teams that was able to upgrade at the trade deadline, but I mean they are I mean, I, I, I guess I got to start get. I, I really need to come to grips with the fact they might actually hold on to this number three seed. Well, they're they're getting some love now, Stein. So on my front over here, TNT has now picked up the Kings Knicks March 9th game. So they're getting they're getting some national TV love. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get another game on national TV before this regular season is complete. That is that game in SAC? That game is in Sacramento. And so you'll that be game? working it, presumably? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be – you know, I'm actually not working a game March 9th. I'm working a game March 7th. And I just got a, I just got a message today that I was supposed to – for March 7th, which, which would be Tuesday of next week, I'm supposed to work – it's the Lakers in Memphis. Lakers-Memphis. Uh, Memphis in L.A., and I got a message saying that due to them picking up the Kings on the ninth, now that game I have to shift over to Minnesota, Philly, in Minnesota on Tuesday. And so that's where I'm going next week because the Kings are playing so damn good and they're changing schedules, particularly mine, and they're being added to national telecast. So props to them, man, because this city has been going nuts. Uh, I didn't think you know they would hold at this clip. But they're doing an unbelievable job. Mike Brown right now should be a, you know, a landslide for that Coach of the Year award. I mean, if they finish third in the West, I I think he's going to win it. I mean, I I you know again, I did not. I thought they would be in the play-in zone. I I didn't see them getting anywhere near three at any point. But and look, they you know they do not. What's so crazy is they've had a top ten offense. They have two all-stars. They've struggled defensively. De- defense has always been Mike, Mike Brown's calling card. And, you know, it just, 
this team does not have just not does not have the defenders that we associate with with Mike Brown teams. But I mean, Fox and Sabonis, that trade has been the rare. Both teams won the trade. I I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I loved how much Tyrese Halliburton loved being in Sacramento and for all the suffering that the Kings have endured for 16 seasons now. I thought trading him was crazy, but you have to give it up. He and Fox, Fox and Sabonis have been a wonderful pairing. No, for real, for sure. That that's been a that's been a trade that's worked for both sides. And you look at Mike Brown. I mean, you touched on the top ten offense. He's not known for being an offensive minded coach. And then all of a sudden, he takes. I'm, I won't call it a sabbatical, but he was an assistant for all those years at Golden State. That just comes back. And just as a rejuvenated coach, and, you know, you can definitely tell uh, being around Steve Kerr, he picked up some things and he's incorporated some things of his, of his own. And Sacramento, man, they are – they're an exciting team to watch. And look at De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, you know, after that game. They, they were asked about the Clippers with Russell Westbrook. They were like, man, we ain't talking about them. We ain't, you know, they had some other words. Damn me a little, just another three right now. He has 56 points, 640 left in the fourth quarter. But I digress. Back to the Kings. Uh, you know, it's a, we, we're not talking about Russ. We, we're building something here. We're here to play. And uh, so they got that swag there, man. That's that's something that hasn't been around in Sacramento definitely since the Cowboy days of Chris Webber, Pages Theocopus, Michael, Michael Bibby. Uh, Dangerous dumped on somebody. Caught a body. Jabari Smith. That's 58 points. And he's going to the line for a free throw. That's great. You know, he already has a 60-point game. Three of these games. So, let's see. Uh, 18, 19, 20. So, we've had 21 50-point games coming coming into Sunday. So, now there's 22. There were only 19 all of last season. This is Dame's. His career high is 61. So, he has a a chance to. Eclipse that. Yeah, so coming into tonight, he had a 60-point game and a 50-point game, so he's going to hit 60 again. I mean, this is – it's just – it's amazing. He caught um, a body, Stein. He just caught a body on, on the rookie Jabari Smith Jr., man. Um, uh. Right, so what – I mean, that again, NBA players take note. If you want, to, <laughs> if you want some good hey, karma. Going good karma. Look, look, hold on. Malik Beasley, he was our first player, and look where he, he ended up. He Great situation. Traded. He got traded to the Lakers. Damian Lillard, huge eruption first game after appearing on this pod. I did want to ask you about the Lakers today, more so than the comeback. I mean, the comeback was incredible. The meltdown in Dallas was unspeakable for the Mavericks. But LeBron, he got hurt in that game. He ended up staying in the game. But I'm sure mm-hmm. you. everybody was talking about how you could see LeBron mouth on camera. I heard something pop. Pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've been telling us for already, you know, two weeks ago now that, you know, he's been playing through all this stuff. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I do think the Lakers are on the upswing. I do, you know, I, I, I did like their trade deadline moves. They look better. I do think they're going to at least finish somewhere between seven and 10 and get in the play in. But I mean, it all it's still as much as they've fortified the roster it still all rides on lebron's health and ad's health ad was un, unreal today i mean dallas is having major major defensive issues this was the fifth straight game that dallas has given up 60 plus points in the paint but i mean 
no matter what they tried against AD, they couldn't stop him. I mean, he it was it was uh, man among boys today. AD and LeBron definitely those two are going to get the love, and I'm talking particularly that that Dallas game, but not just the Dallas game. What I've seen from him since he's been acquired, Jared Vanderbilt, Mark Stein. Oh my goodness. That guy is so versatile in the defensive end, man. He caused havoc uh, for Dallas in that game, man. I, I forgot what he the numbers he had, something like, like 14 points, 17 rebounds or something like that. And the defense he was playing on Luka um, Dockage on the perimeter, Dame up to 59 points after hitting that free throw. And then Vanderbilt just being a great energy guy, being somebody who doesn't require the ball, but he's going to be in the right places. He knows when to cut. Um, he he's he's great um, off ball defender as well. You know, you saw, saw him pick off some passes coming from the weak side. He's a really good pickup, really really good pickup. And I know Malik Beasley didn't shoot the ball all that well against Dallas, but he definitely did. Um, he definitely did against the, what was the game I had? It was the Lakers and Warriors a couple of days ago, and he had seven threes that game. And I end up you know, getting the walk-off interview with Beasley, man. And he's excited about this opportunity, Stein, man. He's he's real. I asked him, like, what with this new – the way this team is assembled now, Dame's going to line for two, by the way, with a chance to tie his career high at 61. But Malik Beasley said that the way this team is assembled, championship is what they expect. Championship is what they expect. And that's from a guy, and that's from a team who was not even in the playoff field play i mean in the um what they call it the play-in field so you know they really have the utmost confidence and i spoke with lebron after the game had a little chit chat with him after the game and you know i was talking i'm like man i'm really impressed uh by the team you guys have he said yeah I, i love it too he said we need time to jail but he said but the problem is we don't have much time and so that's that's going to be the that's going to be the conundrum here especially if guys, key guys, have to miss a few games here and there due to injury, you know, they, there's very there's a small room uh, for error with this team and what they're trying to do down the stretch. But the way they're built, man, the way they're constructed, they 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 have a complete team. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Yeah, you know, championship talk is way 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 too premature. But no question, I mean, their roster looks a lot better. They, you know, Russell Westbrook goes out the door, but he's been replaced essentially salary wise by four or five guys who can all play and it's made a huge difference. I mean, they didn't even have D'Angelo Russell and, you know, but between Beasley, Vanderbilt, Hachimura, Mo Bamba, they, you know, they've fortified themselves. The crazy thing is, is, I mean, Utah is the team that I thought by now would have started declining and would have fallen out of the top mm-hmm. 10. And, and the jazz are still like, they're still at 500 and they just won't, they, they, I mean, they've played more than 60 games. They will not go away. I have to think Utah drops out of the top 10 here before all is said and done. Um, and, you know, New Orleans is going to still be without Zion Williamson. It sounds like still weeks rather than days for Zion to get back. So the Pelicans are just in free fall. The Warriors, you know, no Steph, no Draymond here recently. I mean, they're, you know, they're still scuffling. I mean, this West is still really hard to read. And now this coming week, you know, Durant will finally join the Suns as an active player. I mean, there's, 
there's still so much going on in this wild, wild West. Dame just hits another three. His 11th three of the game. He has 64 points, which makes that a career high, Mr. Stein. Let's see if he gets. I mean, should he get? Maybe he can go. Does he have time? For, how much time's left? Four, Does he have time 430 for 430 left. 430 left in the fourth. Get to 70. They are up by 16 right now. Right, he's so, coming out. so he's coming out here soon. Oh, uh, no. Nah, uh, Rock is still playing. Oh, this, this, they, he got some room. He got some time. 12 from 18 from three points. So Clay's record. Clay's record, which is the NBA record, is 14. Dame knows it. Dame knows it. Does he want that, or is he prouder of the dunk? Uh, nah, I think he wants that. I think he wants that. We we've had we've had conversations about that because he's always gotten a 10, 11, 12, you know, twelve. Uh, so he 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 wants that. So it's yeah, just I, amount- honestly, I didn't realize how badly he wanted the three point title. Like, I didn't. Even though we talked to him, I guess I didn't understand that it was like something he felt like he had to win before he retired. He just felt like he's always been some somebody who's been overlooked when people talk about the best three-point um, shooters in NBA history. You know, he's a guy who takes a lot of tough shots. And so his, his three-point percentage is not going to reflect the true marksman that he is. And he's being doubled that. He just pulled from deep. Oh, he missed that one. He's getting doubled that half court, but you know his 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 percentage doesn't he they, he doesn't have the the Golden State offense where he can move and get a lot of open shots. You know he takes a lot of contested hard shots, and so uh, you know he just he he wanted this so people can see like yeah he's really one of those great shooters. He believes he's the second best shooter of all time. And so what's the I mean what. What's the standout game of this crazy week? I'm, I think I still have to go with Kings Clippers. That score Kings Clippers probably, crazy. but it, it, that was crazy. That was ridiculous. I mean, but that that Dallas Lakers game was was mighty impressive from the Lakers standpoint. And I know Dallas fans probably <laughs> will say otherwise, but you know it's been some really good games. And I think you know you may you may argue with me. You may you may have a different perspective Stein, but you know, I, I had a lot of guys hit me up, texting me, even people from around the league was like, man, is this what the NBA want? All this high scoring basketball defense is not even, even thought of anymore. You know, nobody puts an emphasis on it. And I, I don't know, you know, I think the game has changed the three point ball and, you know, it's more fast paced now. Um, different rules to the shot clock nowadays than it was 10 years ago. So I think that, Definitely contributes to why we're getting an uptick in scoring, but defense is still there. But you know, I think a lot of people. I think I think mostly you have people in general who probably don't are not big fans of NBA basketball in particular. You know, that's just something something else that they can try to um, you know just talk down on. You know, defense is not their defense. So, what do you think about it? Is I got to be this? honest, but I don't hear anybody in my sphere complaining about it. Huh. I, like, I just think. A 176 to 175 game, people are going to love that. I mean, it was the second highest scoring game ever. And, I mean, people were going, you know, they were so absorbed by it Friday night. And, you know, again, you know, scoring, I mean, let's face it, scoring 50 points a game nowadays is clearly easier than it was. It just is. I mean, there's no way, I don't think anybody can dispute it. But again, you know, I don't, I I think people more often than not 
love to see these crazy box score lines. And it just gets people revved up. And again, a week ago, we were talking about how the All-Star game was unwatchable and the worst product ever, and they should cancel the whole thing. And let's just let's just let's just have an all-star weekend, but not have a game. So to so swiftly see people get excited about what we're seeing again, I think that just kind of tells you that in the modern, I mean, I guess, yes, there's always going to be old schoolers who say there's no D, there's no physicality, you can't touch anybody, these guys can go anywhere, it's the easiest league in the world to score in, it's easier to score here than in Europe, but, I mean, look tonight, I mean, late on a Sunday night, we've already had, you know, all these crazy wild games this weekend, and, you know, Dane goes nuts against the Rockets who are going absolutely nowhere. He has 66 right now, by the way. (laughs) And it still revs people up. So that, that is uh, the fourth game this season with at least 60 points. Two of them from Damian Lillard. Donovan Mitchell, 71 points, the season high for any one player. We are now at, like I said, this is 19, 20, 21, 22 games this season with at least 50 points scored by an NBA player. Last season, we only had 19. And we're still basically, we got little you know we're basically 75 percent of the way through the season or maybe not quite a little bit shy of that so we we still got time to see how many more guys can do this Crazy. how much time's left 256 left Dame has in? 66 yeah he's still, he's in. still in yeah it's a so check this out they call a timeout portland's up 14 235 left in the game dame at 66 if i'm the head coach if i'm chauncey i'm like you gotta let them Go truck. You gotta let them go for seventy. Just let them. Just let them go. It's two minutes left. Let them go for seventy. What? what how many times are you gonna have this opportunity? If Dame asks, will Chauncey say yes? Yes, I think so. That's that's a good question. Will Dame ask? Well, you know him better than me. Will he ask? Does he have to ask? I think so, Chauncey knows the player mentality. I don't even think he has to ask. You know what? If Dame, because we'll still be recording this pod when Dame is done. I might call him in the locker room. <laughs> we, 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 we've had talks where he's been in the locker room. I might call him when he gets to that locker right, well, room. Now we have to now we have to stay on long <laughs> enough so you can do that. Right, well, let's talk. I, do, do you want to keep doing your play-by-play or should we talk about the Hawks? Because the Hawks did hire a new coach today. Oh, they did. They did. That's right. We'll t- yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on, but I'll interrupt here and there. Yeah. All right. That's fine. So – Quinn Snyder gets the job and it's interesting last week as, and you know, in our last podcast, I mentioned this, um, you know, I heard that the Hawks did take a look at Ime Udoka. He was considered, but I realize now I found that unfortunately after the fact, after I reported this, it basically was conveyed to me that they had already considered him and had, had, had lasered in on Quinn by the time I reported that Quinn is the guy they wanted. Quinn is the reason they made this change midstream because based on what I've been told, the Hawks saw an opportunity knowing that Quinn Snyder was going to be as in demand as any coach could be, make the coaching change midstream. The Hawks were the only team in the league that had a vacancy, zeroed in on Quinn Snyder, convinced him to take the job. I mean, I think he and Trey Young will 
I see you. Wait, wait, wait. I see you excited. What happened? Dame what happened just in the another, game? Dame what just happened hit another three. Game? He just hit another three. That's 13 threes, one shy of the rec- tying the record with Clay, and he has 69 points right now. Two minutes left in the game. That's crazy. We have to he's call. About to, he's about to get 70. We have to hey, call. So him. allow me. Excuse me, everybody, but allow me. Right, forget the Hawks. Go to, back. To, go <laughs> allow me to my playoff chops. All right, he's driving. He's driving on three students. The floater is wild shot. All right, they get it back. Oh, he's on the he's on the baseline. Now he got he has the ball in the corner. The, the, a double, a triple. He splits the double, triple floater. Just goes seventy one points for Dame. Seventy one points ties the season high for the NBA with Donovan Mitchell. I believe scoring seventy one this season. Seventy one points, and it is one minute and thirty seconds left in the game. Seventy one points, a career and franchise record. For Damian Lillard. Dame has the ball now. Minute 24. He's going for more. He's not done. He passes it up. He's t- he's, he looks exhausted. How did he get they it get back it? so fast? He just scored. He shoots a deep three. Oh, man. It was wild. Dame tired. <laughs> he's tired. He needs one three to tie Clay for the most all-time in a game. He said, hey, he, he waved him off. No, no. He, he tricked him. Yeah, he's telling them to go. Oh, they trying to get it to him. They trying to get it to him. Forty eight seconds left. All right, forty eight seconds left. I don't know if this is good podcasting or what's not, but we're hey, gonna man. find out. People will tell us <laughs> if they like it or not. I'm in. I'm like. I'm watching Twitter. I'm listening to you. It's almost like being there. They pulled him out. They pulled him out. That's it. He's out the game with forty four seconds left. Seventy one points. Might as well just kept him in the rest of the game. That's what I'm saying. Now, can he live with that, or you think he's going to be like, man, let me go for one more? Nah, he got his 70. He, I think he's fine. But dang, one Two more with a tie. Point games this season. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. My play producer, by play. Let, let's get producer Ryan in here. Maybe producer Ryan can tell us. Does he think that this will be? Will this be well received? podcasting material producer ryan what do you what do you think will this be well received live i don't know pseudo play-by-play from chris haynes i think the uh passion that chris brought with his you know play-by-play descriptions of what happened with dame is what's going to get people the most fired up i hope you're right yeah i don't know fired up in a positive way or negative way but oh well we're rolling with it we're so we are. So it. we. So you do want to try to call him before we hang up and see if we can get him on the phone. Yes, I'm gonna try to call him. <laughs> I'm gonna try to call else. him. I'm, I imagine he'll have to do the walk off interview with the local telecast down there. Probably. So give probably. him. He'll he'll probably get showered. They're gonna shower him up and everything in the locker room. A little bit of time, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we got this. We'll see. It's almost here. The NYX anniversary sale starts this Thursday, May 9th at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So should we go back to the Hawks here? <laughs> <laughs> no, because look, we're, I, we're with the Hawks. Go ahead. I really, I am intrigued by this. I do think that Quinn Snyder will connect with Trey Young. Um, Quinn Snyder was incredibly close with Donovan Mitchell. I can still remember last season after a loss in Dallas, and. Tim McMahon and I, ESPN's Tim McMahon and I were talking to Quinn Snyder in the hallway and it was a pretty, it, it was a pretty, uh, I don't know, deep conversation might be overstating, but it was, it was a pretty serious conversation. You know, I had been writing since last March that, that, uh, Quinn was likely to leave the jazz at season end season's end. And uh, obviously the jazz first round playoff loss to Dallas. I can't remember which specific game it was because of course I'm washed and I can't remember almost anything anymore. But what I do remember is Tim and I talking to Quinn, Quinn being his very intense self. And all of a sudden Donovan Mitchell came out of the interview room and the player coach hug they shared was like abnormally robust, like really like Mm -hmm. you could just tell the mutual admiration between Donovan Mitchell and Quinn Snyder was uh, at a very high level. And by all accounts, Donovan has conveyed that to Trey Young already. And, you know, I think Atlanta just wanted to get Quinn in there to give him the chance. You know, he's going to get the chance to really, you know, maybe run that franchise is probably too strong, but really, really try to build something there. And that's why mm-hmm. they wanted to get him in. Get him in now, not even wait until the offseason. Yeah, it's it's a good opportunity for Quinn to get in now, kind of get the lay of the land, check the temperature on how how things are really conducted, you know, with the Hawks because we've been hearing about it for years now. There's just been a a lack of a foundation of stability and accountability. 
And so being able to come in there now, right now, and really, really, there's really no pressure on Quinn to start the season off right now, right? Right now, it's all about just getting the infrastructure started. Um, you know, you know, one thing about, you know, we don't really have, we don't really get coaching changes like this mid-season. What does Quinn do? Does he finish the season out with the, the, the assistant um, coaches that's on staff right now? Yeah, I don't think there'll be any changes in the short term. I think they'll keep the staff as is for the rest of the season. And look, that you know, there's still time to see, I, I guess, the Hawks, you know, can, you know, they're still in the mix. They're in the play-in zone right now, but you know, they're a game over 500, having won a couple here in the, uh, you know, in this waiting period before Quinn actually takes over. I, I guess my, like I said, I, I think I totally get why the Hawks did this to, you know, they, they were the only team with a vacancy. They could go after Quinn Snyder. They were able to get the deal done and convince Quinn Snyder to come to Atlanta. And I, again, I do think he will strike a positive relationship with, with Trey young, much like he did with Donovan Mitchell. My question is Quinn is so intense. Did he take a long enough break? I really think he would have benefited from sitting out this whole season, not coming back uh, with, um, you know, 20 odd games to go, but uh, you know, totally get why the Hawks would want to get him in now and not wait but I do wonder, you know, Quinn himself has used the word sabbatical to describe his approach to this season and, and taking a year off to recharge. Um, I just do wonder, did he take, did he take enough time? Because I'm telling you, this this guy this guy really wears coaching on his sleeve. I wonder. I could be reading. I definitely could be reading way too much into how this went down. But Stein. Do you think a trend can begin to start where an NBA team will let go of a coach at, a, an, uh, at an unorthodox period of the season where we're not accustomed to seeing coaches being let go at that time, which means that that team will likely be the only team that has an availability at that spot in which they can kind of go after the pick of the litter out there. I guess it really depends on who's out there. And, you know, Quinn Snyder, everybody knew that had he made it, had, you know, had he stayed out this whole year, any team with a vacancy after the season would have been interested. I mean, let's face it. For sure. The, the Lakers had interest in him last season. I've been hearing for ages how in San Antonio they would love to have had Quinn Snyder as a potential replacement for Greg Popovich, except we don't know how much longer Greg Popovich is going to keep coaching. There's been no indication that pop wants to stop. So if pop keeps going, you know, the, the, you know, it wasn't clear when there might be a vacancy there. And obviously, you know, Quinn had a lot of trips to the playoffs in Utah. You have to wonder, does a rebuilding situation in San Antonio, is that something he would even want? But then the nets also, the nets very mm -hmm. quietly when Steve Nash was let go, the Nets very quietly uh, ran out that ground ball to see if there was any way they could get Quinn Snyder in the mix there. You know, they they mm. they showed interest in Ime Udoka as well. I reported that Joe Sy was getting pressure from external sources to not hire Ime so quickly after his suspension in Boston. But, you know, Quinn Snyder was also someone that the Nets 
had interest in. So there was there was going to be interest in Quinn if he would have stayed on the open market. You know, who knows how many other teams would have registered interest. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the you know Nate McMillan is someone who's highly respected. He's had an incredible coaching career after a very strong career as a player. So yeah, I mean, the timing. I thought I thought Nate was going to at least get to finish the season, and he didn't. The, the Hawks yeah. decided they had to make this move now so they could have their free swing at trying to get Quinn in there, and they did get him. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure the Hawks are feeling good about themselves that they got this done. No, for sure. They, they didn't have to compete with any other teams out there. It, it, it worked out, and Quinn Snyder is an excellent candidate, man. He has, um, he has his work cut out for him, but I, I definitely think – He's the right right person for the job. Um, now it's now it's about getting these young guys to buy in. They've they've been doing it their way. The players, I should say, they've been doing it their way for quite some time, and now there's there's new law and order in, in there. So uh, I'm interested in seeing what you know how Quinn is going to kind of right the ship over there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see. Like obviously, all eyes are going to be on him and Trey Young. How do they mesh? How do they click? You know, Landry Fields the new head of the Hawks front office. He, he said he wants a team that's top 10 in offense and defense. Not exactly mm. an easy thing to just snap your fingers and make happen. You know, the Hawks coming into the all-star break, they had slipped from second last season in offense, in offensive rating to 16th. And they, again, heading into the all-star break. I haven't looked at it since these last two games that Atlanta won, but the Hawks were also in the bottom 10 defensively. So there is a lot of work to do for Quinn Snyder. The other thing I wanted to hit you with before we, we may, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to wrap this up with some more Dame coverage. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. Star. Am I putting too much pressure on you now? We'll see. We'll see. Um, in your weekly around the league notebook, you wrote about Phoenix having some stealth interest in Derek Rose now Derek Rose makes a pretty healthy salary. So I don't, you know, I I really hadn't considered him a buyout candidate. You know, the Knicks, the Knicks, I there was a chance the Knicks would trade him. Um I know I reported on on a few occasions that they obviously feel they obviously hold Derek Rose in very high regard in New York and they only were going to trade him if it made sense and put him in a good situation, but no trade materialized at the deadline. So I kind of thought that means that Derrick Rose would finish out this season. I mean, do you, can feet, what, what are the chances that Phoenix could actually pull that off and convince Derrick Rose, Hey, pursue a buyout in New York and come join us for the, for the stretch run. I, I think it's low. I think it's low. And Phoenix is not the only team out there that definitely is, you know, has, has wishes of Derrick Rose becoming free. I think Derrick is making, I believe, what, 15 this year? A little bit has, shy of that, but, in, but little, not far off. Okay. And then has a a team option next season for – Yeah, I, I think that's 14-5. That's 14-5, and the Knicks are not going to pick that up. Right. Uh, and so I, I think when it comes to Derrick Rose's situation, any type of a buyout – that he agrees to like there, you know, there, there are situations just, just to educate the fans that, you know, some players when they, before they do a buyout, the team that they're interested in and in going to a lot of times there will be some, 
back channel agreement that, you know, we'll sign you for the remainder of the season, but we're also going to give you a second year. And those are things that kind of happen behind the scenes, obviously that those things can't be reported. So it's, you know, Derek Rose situation, he'll be giving up so much money and I don't think he would get that in return. And that's why I would say that I think it's, I think it's slim, slim to none that he would get that buyout. But the, the way it was explained to me is that the door isn't closed if the right scenario pre- hmm. presented itself. That's I the stand way it corrected. You were me. right about the math. Rose is making $14.5 million this season due to make $15.5 million next season. I agree with you. I don't think there's any way the Knicks pick up that team option for next season because they're barely playing Derrick Rose now. But, uh, you know, what's interesting is Phoenix no longer has the roster spot, but Phoenix does still have mid-level money left over. So they yep. could – Phoenix could pay Derrick Rose more than the minimum if D. Rose did decide, you know what, I do want to buy out. Let me go to Phoenix. Um, because that was kind of the interesting thing with the Terrence Ross situation. The Mavericks thought they had a commitment from Terrence Ross. While the Mavericks are playing in Sacramento, they find out, no, Terrence Ross is signing – with the Suns instead, Phoenix, the Mavs could only offer the minimum. Phoenix did have mid-level money available, but no, the, the, the Suns were able to get that commitment from Terrence Ross, only paying him the minimum. So there was no extra money from the Mavs to get Terrence Ross. They were just able to convince him to choose Phoenix over Dallas. So, uh, you know, the Suns do still have some money, I believe, to spend, but I think I'm with you. I think I think it's probably a long shot. Because I, I think even though... Derek has to be frustrated that he's not playing. I think he genuinely does love being in New York, loves being a Nick. And I, you know, I think it would be hard to convince him to leave. But of course, you know, joining Phoenix has to be pretty, pretty damn appealing with that Durant guy coming aboard. And, and you have to assume a shot at a championship. No, that, that would, that would be a great situation. And Phoenix, they're still looking for another ball handler. And so if, if the Derrick Rose situation doesn't play out, which looks like it most likely won't, then uh, they have to look at, you know, other guys out there. And, and you look at the buyout market, the only other prominent guard that has ball handling skills and obligations, that is John Wall. And we're not hearing much on him as of right now. And I don't no, he, nothing. I, I, I got to be honest. I haven't heard. I really haven't heard of any market there. Yeah. And I, I don't think that would be a fit for Phoenix anyway, but I think that, you know, so you start to look at guys coming back, from, you know, coming back from overseas, you're going to start, you know, hearing names like that resurface, you know, as we get to that juncture, but it's going to be interesting. Stein, you have a wealth of knowledge, history, and I, I, I think, I think what we should do, and I proposed it to you off camera, I'm proposing it to you while we're here live recording I think we need story time, Stein. I think every show, every podcast, every episode, we should end with a story. Whether your, your own personal story, whatever, whatever you have that you never talked about, you never talked about um, something that you went through personally, whatever it took for you to get a certain story, whatever, any background behind the scenes story you got, Stein. I want to hear it, man. Do you have anything for me, Stein? 
Man, you just sprung. Man, now I know how you feel when I'm exactly. There. You, you do that Dame to me all the time. Exactly. Do you, Dame, <laughs> do you get Dame on the phone yet? He's not picking up, man. I nobody imagine. wants to hear my. No, nobody wants I, to hear my. Hey, no, I mean, what, this is another way of me stalling as well. Keep going. I mean, what's a good? But it has to be a story that's like applicable to what we're talking about. So, um, I'm not. I, I, I guess I'm. I'm ill prepared for this. Mm. What's? I mean. Like, I think I've told the stories already about how, yeah, because we talked about the, the whole BlackBerry thing and how Derek Rose and Jamal Crawford, you know, I always talked every time I saw those guys, all we did was talk about our phones and, uh, you know. Do you want me to go, Stein? Yeah, but just because, yeah, I mean, I like, because ideally it should be a story that's, like, again, ideally I think it needs to be a story that's like, tangential to what we're discussing in today's it doesn't necessarily have to we just want to hear about you i just want to hear a story give me give me an incredible background story that you had it don't have to be anything pertaining to what we talked about whatever whatever it took it it, somebody up some somebody you ran across pursuing something pursuing a story uh it could be anything you getting cussed out by a head coach a general manager in the past, that is that that is somebody that you know to where it wouldn't affect you now. S- something, Stein. Well, I guess. See, because I feel like this is kind of, you know, I mentioned the Quinn Snyder thing because I I wrote in I think it was last March. I you wrote were on top the, of that before anybody. I wrote the story for the first time that all signs point to this being Quinn's last season in Utah, and. um the Lakers, the Spurs presumed interested. So this is, you know, this is about a year ago. And I have to say, when I saw Quinn the next time, I thought it was going to be an absolute barrage. I remember and, that. Yeah. And he he was such a gentleman about it. And because, uh, I, you know, he had been asked by the Salt Lake Tribune and um, was very upset about me writing the story when I did because the season wasn't over. And he clearly did not want to discuss it. So the next time I cross paths with the Jazz, I did really expect there to be some fireworks. And look, you know, we, we've talked about this a million times. When you write something like that, as mm-hmm. soon as possible, you have to show your face to yep. the person you write about. So if they want to get something off their chest, like, you know, you don't just you don't just do there's no hit and run. If you write something like that, you got to show up, be seen. And if they have things to say to you. You're there. But like I said, Quinn could not have been more gentlemanly about it. Um, what did he say to you, Stein? Like I said, I mean, he 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 made – he didn't – he didn't – there was no specifics really said, but just, um, you know, like I said, he just handled it. I, I don't really know how to describe it except to say he handled it in such a professional manner. But the, the, the reason I was telling that story was to get around to another person. And like I said, I do not want, I don't want to go into this. I know I'm going to disappoint you here. You're not going to let me. I do not want to name the specific coach, but there were similar circumstances last year with another coach. And all I'll say is it, it did not go. It did not go as gentlemanly as that, but I'm, I, I don't want to, I do not want to. I'm not, not telling hey. Yes, I'm not trying to have you burning bridges. I'm not, that's not that's not the well, point. Of yeah, this. So I like that's thing. I I feel okay sharing the Quinn part of the story because you know he did leave Utah at season's end, 
and he has a new job now. So I, you know, to me, that's fine to talk about. But the other, uh, the other one, I'm going to say for my book that I'm never going to write. <laughs> Are you going to write a book? Yeah, eventually. You think eventually. so? See, I still yeah. have I, I still haven't, and I. It's funny what Steve Nash once said. Don't you know you haven't written a book? Don't you have any ambition? And I'm like, yeah. damn, Come yeah, on, Steve, that's a little put harsh. you on a spot like that. Yeah, that's I feel like harsh. I feel like we at least got to write one book. Yeah, we, I, we I at mean, least. I mean, I, look, knock on wood, I'm 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 very blessed to say that I've had some great offers to do them, but I've just I've resisted to this point, and now you know, as publisher on my own Substack, I'm writing so much, just on a daily basis, trying to, trying to keep the site going that I, I, I don't, I can't even imagine, you know, I see some of our friends do books and I'm just like, how, how do these guys do it? Like, I mean, I I don't know how they find the time to write thousands and thousands and thousands of words after writing thousands of words all season. Stein, uh, I, I presented the story time uh, on this episode strictly because I was stalling trying to stall and stall and stall, buy buy more time. It doesn't look like it's happening, Stein. So, and I, I can imagine champagne. And I know like the Trailblazers is probably going to put out a clip showing the, the post-game locker room, how everybody's celebrating. They're probably presenting him the game ball. It has speeches. So whatever. So Stein, this is what I'm going to do. I'm a cold call. Because I called a few times already. No answer. I'm going to do one cold call where everybody can hear uh, me calling and hear hear it ring. And we're going to see if fate will allow him to pick up in the locker room while we're on this pod. I mean, you have nothing to prove. You've gotten every guest in the history of our show. I understand. But it'd be be pretty cool. Let's see if he, you know. All right. I'm just hoping the celebrations are kind of dampened down. And he has his phone in his hand right now. So let me hold on. I got to take my earphones out so everybody can hear the, the tone. Let me make producer, producer Ryan. Ryan will, the extraordinary producer Ryan. Don't worry. Producer Ryan, don't worry. Produce, producer producer Ryan will make Ryan this sound, make pretty, this sound when pretty when it happens. Okay. Now I just want to make sure he can still hear. Y'all can still hear me because I unplugged my earphones. Let's see what happens here. Pick up, dang. Pick up, dang. Pick up. I'm sorry, but the person you there called you go. We tried, everybody. We tried to deliver. Just tell Dame he's averaging 71 points a game <laughs> in games played after talking to this league uncut. So hopefully he remembers us in his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, that, that's data. Like Dave Fisdale yeah. said. Yeah, that's, take that's that for data. data. Take that for data. That's right. All right. This was a nice, long episode you lured me into the story time when i wasn't ready for it hopefully i escaped that one pretty good all right i'll go next time and it'll i'm sure you'll have a better story than mine i'm still too cautious i gotta i gotta lighten up it's almost here the knicks anniversary sale starts this thursday may 9th at knix.com celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of knicks's biggest sales of the year Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. 
Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. So mark your calendar this Thursday, May 9th for the NYX anniversary sale. Get 30% off all leak-proof underwear, shapewear, activewear, and more. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Don't miss this. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Stein, all right. I know Dame is getting probably hounded in that locker room. Let's try somebody new. Let's try Chauncey Billups. All right, let's do it. People can hear. Uh, let's see if he'll pick up. Come on, Chauncey. Huh? CB. What up, man? How you doing, bro? Cha- this, this is Chauncey Billups, everybody. Chauncey, this is... You're on with me and Mark Stein, man, on our, our podcast real, real quick. We were recording it live during the game, man. So we wanted to get your instant, like, just reaction coming off of that real quick, man. All right. What was it like, man? Tell me, like, what was going through your mind? Just, you know, Dane was on pace of doing something historic. But what, as a coach, like, how how were you handling him, allowing him to do that and still trying to stay in game plan with what you guys were trying to accomplish. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy mix. It's a crazy balance because you, you obviously see that he has a game going. When a guy comes out, got 41 at the half. Um, and my, my whole thing in the halftime was, you know, I just talked about a couple of little issues that we were having. But not only that, I wanted to nominate the fact that we know Dane really has a game going. But let's continue to play the right way. You know, we're going to get him the ball. I'm going to call his plays. And the most impressive part, the whole his whole performance tonight was the start of the third quarter. This dude didn't take a shot. They started firing at him. They started doubling him at half court, obviously, from the first play to the second half. He made the right play every single time. He didn't take his first shot until like eight minutes and 40-something on the clock. He took his second shot with like seven minutes and 20 seconds. This is a dude that got 41 at the half. And he's just playing the right way and they double in and he was he was perfectly fine having probably fifty and fifteen if they didn't stop doubling. You know, he was okay with it. To me, that was the most impressive part of it. It was just incredible, man. I, I I've been around the league a long, long time. We were fortunate to see something like that tonight up up close and personal. 
Chauncey, while we were doing the pod, this is happening live while we were recording the pod. So we were kind of guessing, like, is Dame lobbying you to stay in? How did you decide how long to keep him in, when to take him out? Does he even have to ask, hey, I want to go for 70? Or do you, you know, having played, do you know that instinctively? Like, how did that all go down, like, late in the fourth quarter? Well, late in the fourth quarter, he had, I think it was when he had 50... No, no, no. Uh, maybe it was sixty-six. He had he had already got his 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 personal career high, and it was a timeout that happened. And I just went up to him and said, "What you think? You know, because I want to put it on him. I want him to have a, the choice. Like, you want you want to go for the seventy, or if not, I'm gonna come back out here with you, and then I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna take the file so you can get the love you deserve." And he, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna go for it." I said, all right, cool. So once he got to the 71, he was just so tired. And then I'm always fearful, you know, of somebody being tired and then just getting, you know, getting hurt. So then I was like, man, we took the foul and got him out of there. But, yeah, I, I would definitely, I'm going to lean on, <laughs> I'm going to ask him what he want to do in that position. Hey, hey Chasi, I'm going to get you. Where, where are you at right now? Because the game just ended. Where where are you man, at? I'm on, my, I'm on my way home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> CB, no, number love. For you. I didn't know if you were gonna pick up. I had to cold call you right now to see see if you do it. I appreciate you coming on. But what what did y'all do in the locker room as soon as, as soon as um the game was over? You know, man. You know the players and stuff. They 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 celebrated and you know obviously I gave them the game ball. I told him we gonna we running out of balls, man. We running <laughs> out of damn balls. He had the most efficient sixty point game in the history. Now he has the most efficient seventy point game in the history. And this dude just continues, he continues to keep the pedal down, man. So it was so funny is once we, I made my little talk to him and gave him the ball and whatnot. And he, all he said was he appreciate thanks to the guys and stuff. He was like, I know I was shooting a lot tonight, but I appreciate y'all. That's, that's what, that's literally what he said. And you, you already know how he thinks. So that's dope. That's just who he is, man. No, that's dope. Well, 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 Chauncey, man, look, I know this is impromptu, man, and I appreciate you picking up, man. And I, I enjoy the job you're doing, man. And you know, you, you're you're making the most of what you got. So, you know, you yes, sir. hopefully you guys keep climbing up, man. But thank you, buddy. Number love for you, man. Appreciate right. you. I, I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Take care, man. I'm here now. Stein, he picked up, man. Chauncey picked up, man. I'm not surprised. I mean, Dame would have picked up if he, I'm sure Dame's not even near his phone. So if, you know, I'm sure he'll, uh, I, I knew you would get somebody. I can, I can imagine Dame probably signing the, uh, sign the ball, autographing the ball. And then, you know, with Wilt Chamberlain, I seen Donovan Mitchell do it. And I seen Devin Booker do it. They'll take that. Um, they'll take a paper and write the number, uh, write the, I mean, points they score on the paper and hold it up, do a picture. He got to do that. He he got a stunt and do that. So I know he's busy. So it's cool. But Chauncey picking up, sound like he was on his way home, driving home. That's cool, man. Just to get that insight, man, from from him and Stein. See, you you're a true journalist, right there, Stein. You you asked one question, but it was the most probably the most efficient one question in journalism history, right there. <laughs> That's pretty good. You got a lot out of it out that one. I have question, to say man. though, like I. You know, I covered Chauncey's whole career, so I'm still adjusting to Coach Chauncey Bill. I mean, he's still <laughs> he's still Mr. Big Shot to me, so I'm still, you know, 
he sounded really excited. Like you could tell it, it is not, it has been a rough season for the Blazers. This is no. not gone the way they thought. They thought they were upgrading the cast around Dame and bringing in defenders. And they thought they were a playoff team. And it, you know, it has been a rough ride and a rough ride coming out of the all-star break when you can't even leave on time. You're stuck on a plane for seven, eight hours. But you know what? Now, the way that all worked out, missing that game and having this be the first game out of the break, uh, something tells me that Dame's going to live with it just fine. 71, no overtime, no, no slight overtime. to Donovan Mitchell, but no overtime. So uh, the, the gauntlet has been thrown down. I think Donovan's already tweeted. He knows he's got to come back with something better now. Yeah. Stein, check check out what Chauncey said, too, before we, we get off. Chauncey said... Dame had the most efficient 60-point game and 71-point game. And what does he do in the locker room? What does he tell his teammates? He, he apologized for shooting too much after the most efficient 71-point game in NBA history. Come on, man. That dude is unreal. That dude is unreal. Uh, that's crazy, man. So, no, nah, we – It all started when he came on the pod. Look at what's on. happened since, he's came on, since he came on the pod. Three-point champion – and he's averaging 71 a game when he when he you know in his first game after appearing on this show. So So does this good karma work for coaches too? Cuz Chauncey, is that officially coming on or what 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 we what would he, what do well, we see, consider here, this appearance? I always used to, you know, I I I used to host a soccer show in Dallas for more than 5 years and I would all when the karma worked I would always talk about, hey, so-and-so came on our show and scored two goals the next game. If it doesn't work, you don't talk about it. So <laughs> if the next guest comes on and has a bad game after, we just we don't point it out. But if but if they but if they go nuts after being on the show, then we have to tell the world. And I've already tweeted about it. I think I've already tweeted about it twice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shamelessly <laughs> pound that drum until uh until people tell me to shut up. Okay, yeah, I just want to see if it works for coaches too. Chauncey may be going on a winning streak. That's uh, if, and if he doesn't, we just don't we just don't bring it up. Yeah, if he doesn't, no, it wasn't a real interview. It was it, it wasn't it wasn't scheduled. This was something <laughs> you know off the whim. We just called, he picked up, and that's what it was. So you know, we got that. We can use that if everything goes wrong. Like I said, I just want to see will any players now ask us without even us trying to ask without us making the request. Who is going to call this week and say, "Hey, I want to come on the show and see if I can get some, some magic dust"? Hey, with the with the season winding down, and we all know how important um, these postseason awards are to players, financially and everything. It is in your best interest to call in, call <laughs> in on the Hangs and Styles show. This league uncut. Call Chris in. Haynes, call the Chris Haynes hotline. Hey, finish the season strong. Finish the season out strong. Get your money. Fresno your area money. code. Look for Come the Fresno now. area code. <laughs> Good show, Stein. Good show. We hey, this is the this the longest we we've gone. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm interested to see how how this uh, how this turns out. I'm interested. Uh, we got Ryan. Ryan, a great Poor amazing Ryan. producer. Poor Ryan. Hey, hey he's working overtime. Working yeah, he did overtime. Not, Ryan did not know what. Ryan Music, our producer, did not know what he was signing up for when he got when he when he agreed to take this gig. He needs to talk to his agent and and uh, and and hey, renegotiate. Ryan just man, you could tell his head is hurting. He's rubbing his head, trying to figure out man how I'm gonna make all this audio work. He's making what are a, these guys? who are these guys? Call. What are they do? What are they doing? 
putting guys on speakerphone and how, how we how am I supposed to make all this work and fit? You know what, Ryan? I trust you, man. I trust that you can make it work and fit, man. We believe in you, man. Hey, listen, <laughs> it's it's because of that belief that it's going to have to work. Otherwise, uh, you guys are going to need a new producer. All right, man. Yeah, for Ryan, everybody, for Ryan, please rate, review, subscribe, stay tuned, listen, enjoy this league uncut. We'll be back later this week with another episode. Maybe there will be some live radio in it. Maybe there won't. Stay tuned and find out. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.